0: Ho, ho, Merry Christmas! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Malt House Games Podcast. My name is Delton. I'll be your host this uh, Tuesday evening. And with me, as usual, is my lovely wife and yellow player, Haley.
1: And I'm laughing a lot. (laughs) It was really hard to not laugh during the 30 seconds of silence.
0: This is a podcast all about (laughs) board games, tabletop games, role-playing games, card games, things of that sort, as well as beer and goofiness, apparently.
1: (laughs) We were talking about, right before we started uh, recording, I was telling Delton, so I have have really vivid dreams. It's one of my favorite things about my life. I have very vivid, crazy, fun, wild dreams. And last night, I had a dream that I was in Vegas, <laughs> and uh, Del was making fun of me because I always have dreams of going somewhere, and Delton, what did you say?
0: I said, my dreams are always like, ha, I was invited to a party, can I go swim now? <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. Because it's just, my dreams are always something stupid, like being invited to a party, and then we get to go swimming, and then boom, here we go.
1: My, I'm like, I'm in Morocco, and I am going to eat this whole cheesecake. And I can taste the cheesecake and I can get sunburned and it's a great dream. And then Deltons are very much hodgepodge. But yeah, today we are talking about not only dreams, but we're talking about beer. And today's beer is a gift from our dear friend, Cody.
0: It is. Cody and Jenwin, most, and by that I mean Cody, gave us this beer. Uh, it is from Goose Island. This is Bourbon County brand stout. I keep saying Bourbon Country. The original. It's a stout aged in bourbon barrels.
1: So Cody totally read my mind whenever he bought us this because there's been this uh, billboard on I-235 uh, advertising this beer for a while and I kept telling Delton, I want to try that. I want to try that. And then last time I saw Cody and Jenwin, Cody gave me a brown paper sack that was like duct tape clothes with this beer and it. it said Merry Christmas.
0: Yep. It says notes of vanilla, toffee, chocolate, burnt sugar, and dried fruit. It is one pint, nine fluid ounces at 14% alcohol by volume.
1: Needless to say, this is the only beer we'll be drinking this episode.
0: This is the only beer for the episode, but it's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's also like 10 ounces each, so.
0: It is dark as night, can't see through it, no light coming through, very, very, very light amount of head.
1: It looks amazing in my badass Excalibur uh, mug that I have right now.
0: It's very strong smelling. Oh, wow. Extremely sweet. Very, very, very malt forward. It smells like dates. You definitely get that like date, maybe raisin to it, but definitely, I feel like the dates for sure. Good call.
1: Not like Axe Body Spray dates, but like the eatable dates.
0: That's really sweet. You get a lot of vanilla toward the like middle to back.
1: Wow. I feel like I'm drinking a raisin with a chaser
0: of vanilla. I'm about to say, it's kind of got that, it's not a sourness, but it is. It's that raisin, that raisin dried dates. What is that flavor? Or that, like, descriptor. It's like tart. Tannin. It's, it's almost tart. Maybe tannin's the best word. But it's that's really good. It's very syrupy, thick. Definitely a winter beer.
1: And it's perfect because today is the first day of winter.
0: Today is the first day of winter, sadly, in Oklahoma. It's been, it's like, 60 degrees. Tomorrow's going to be, like, 70 degrees. Christmas is going to be a
1: cool 80.
0: Yeah, it sucks. I want a white Christmas with snow. And my background on my computer is this, uh, I don't know, aisle with a tree like aisle of Buildings, like a walkway. It's got Christmas lights, and it's all snowy. It makes me want snow, yeah, but there's no snow.
1: I just want it to be like 40 degrees. I want to be cold on Christmas. But why? Because then I can stay inside and drink hot chocolate. I'm actually and the same not way. not break sweat.
0: I'm the same way. I just wanted you to describe why you want to Why do that. you want to? Because I enjoy the cold. That's really it.
1: So we've had a fun week this week, haven't we, Delty Poo?
0: We have had a fun week, maybe two weeks. How long has it been since the last podcast? Like a week Uh, and two days? A
1: week and a half? week and two days? Yeah, week and two days. It's
0: been a good time. We got to play some games online with Nick and Jennifer. Hi, Nick and Jennifer. We got to play Brass Birmingham with them, which it took us a while online. I feel like it would be quicker in person, but I had a lot of fun. And as always, I enjoy their company. But uh, I did like the game a lot. I want to try that again. I want to try it physically, just because it was different than anything I've played before. And also, it was one of those things, that was our first play, and I came second, Haley came in, I came in a close second, Haley came in a pretty close last, like you were right up there with us. So I'm, I'm a, I want to see what happens again.
1: Yeah, the points were all in the 100s, and there's only a 10-point difference between Jennifer, who won, and me, who came in last, which made me feel a little better. And that game is also, what, third or fourth on Board Game Geek right now?
0: I think it said it was number three. It's
1: ridiculous.
0: It came out in 2018 from Roxley. Looks gorgeous. I've seen it on a table in person. The poker chips are awesome. I had just never played it cuz I wasn't sure. I really liked it. So that was fun.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And also, I realized yet again that I am not the board game teacher in this household. My friend Lee came over yesterday and he comes over about once a month and I'll make dinner and he's been playing board games with some other friends and so he's like, "Let's play a board game tonight." And so I said, "Okay." So I laid out three games he chose. Patchwork, but of course, Being the person that I am, I chose the Halloween patchwork, which is the worst patchwork to teach someone if you are just introducing them because he had no. So with the Halloween patchwork, as you if you've listened to the podcast or if you played it, I'm sure you know, instead of buttons, you have eyeballs. And, like, Lee was like, why the hell are we making a quilt with eyeballs on it? I'm like, well, the eyeballs are the currency. He's like, what the hell does that mean? I said, "It's, it's like your buttons. And I just didn't. I should have explained the original patchwork first, that the buttons are the currency, instead of saying, okay, we're selling a quilt, and we're cashing in eyeballs to buy more pieces for Frankenstein. Look, there's a kitty on this piece. And take that, combined with my inability to explain any game in a logical, linear fashion, And we just totally scrapped the points of the first game because it was not fair to him. Uh, Because, like, the first three rounds, was like, oh, yeah, I forgot this rule. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You actually have to sew on eyeballs to your board in order to get money.
0: I could hear Haley from the (laughs) other room, and I'm like, there's a better pattern that you should be teaching this in. She, like, wasn't explaining that you can only purchase from the three pieces in front of the little player marker. Like I, I heard Lee was like, "Oh, so you don't have all of this to choose from?" Like right before they started, and I was like, "Oh gosh, where has this gone?" (laughs) So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to help Haley teach her friends these games.
1: Yeah, and whenever I did the training last month, where basically I did a training where I showed therapists how to use board games to facilitate evidence based interventions for counseling and all that jazz, I had a disclaimer. So I had a disclaimer slide. That you know, talked about the limitations of my presentation, I also had a disclaimer side that said, "I will not be teaching you Jack." I put up three YouTube channels that they could refer to to teach them the games, because I am not that person. I cannot teach games. That is why I have a Dalton to fix my computer and teach me board games.
0: I think that's the way it go about it, too, is support the channels that are good at teaching rules, and just leave it at that, because that makes it easy. I mean, heck, it's even I've been reading because I picked up Seki Gahara. The GMT game from BGG Con Bazaar. And I've been reading the rule book going, All right, I understand, but I don't understand. So I watched the 37 minute watch it played teach of it. And I was like, Oh, goodness gracious, Rodney, thank you so much. Cause it made everything start to click. So now when we finally play it, I won't feel like such a bumbling idiot.
1: Well, anytime you don't want to feel like a bumbling idiot, just have me explain a game first. Then you'll feel very competent giving any kind of direction.
0: That's very true.
1: And Delton is also good at driving me down to Oklahoma City.
0: I did. I took Haley and her sister when they got all dolled up. And like
1: realtors, as Delton said.
0: They did dress like realtors, is what I said. Uh, took a very good photo, which I think we posted, or Haley posted. I shared it on Twitter. Uh, but they went down to Oklahoma City to have a, like a sister's date.
1: Yeah, so it was Riley's birthday this last week. She turned 28 years young. She was so happy. She made it past joining the 27th club. I don't know. That was that was always a secret fear Riley and I both shared was joining the 27 Club of like artists who die at age 27, and like I I held that fear and like I talked to my therapist about it like three years ago. I'm like, there's always the sneaking suspicion I'm going to join the 27 Club, and I had this like little sigh of relief when I turned 28. I was talking to Riley last week. She goes, Yeah, I've always had this fear joining the 27 Club. I'm like, Man, we are suffering together.
0: So this is gonna sound rude. Yeah. But isn't the 27 Club for, like, important or famous people?
1: Yeah. That's why we were afraid of joining it.
0: (laughs) Okay. They would be like, these are just two people out here. Nobody knows. Excuse
1: the hell out of me. I am the co-host of the (laughs) Malt House Games podcast.
0: Oh, goodness gracious.
1: Did you hear that, listeners? And Riley has, like, 327 followers on Instagram, damn it.
0: There you go. Nailing it. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway, we celebrated her 28th birthday. We went to Vast, way up high in the Oklahoma City sky which is on the 49th floor of the Devon Tower, which is the tallest building in Oklahoma. It stands out like a giant middle finger in the middle of Oklahoma City because it is the tallest building. it's like they were planning on building taller buildings around it or equally tall, but then the oil boom went bust, and so we just have this giant middle finger sticking up in front of or in the middle of the city. And then we went to the Nutcracker at the Civic Center Music Hall. We were classy ladies for the night, had a couple of drinks, took a lift back home, heard about the lift driver's divorce, and just had a grand old time.
0: It sounds like a fun evening. That evening, I, what did I do? Played video games and then hopped on the computer and was going to meet up with Brian, but then he was unavailable and Cullen was on and we played League of Legends, did some ARAM for, I don't know, a couple hours and then just chatted and uh, caught up a little bit. So it was a good evening for me that evening, nice and simple.
1: Yeah, so it's been a fun, I guess, week and a half, a lot more game playing than I really thought. Now that we're talking about it, we played quite a few games.
0: We have played quite a few games, which I think that's part of the uh I think that's part of the agenda for 2022.
1: Hey, what can I get you?
0: I'd like a topic.
1: Any special way?
0: Make it a top shelf topic.
1: Coming up. Enjoy.
0: So for this episode, as you could hear, obviously by the transition if you are a person that listens to our transition music, uh which I don't know how many people do and how many people skip it.
1: I feel like half our listeners listen to only banter and skip the game, and then it's flip-flop for the other half.
0: <laughs> well, I do know there is a very large percentage of people out there that even this bit of conversation turns them off of a board game podcast. And then there's a bunch of other people out there that, like me, that conversations like this make them like the board game podcast. I've talked about that time and time again where I like, uh, I like feeling like I know the hosts. Like, if I bump into somebody, they're like, hey, hey, how was your grandma at Christmas? I'd be like, oh, she was good. And at first I'd go, who the hell? And then if they're like, oh, I listen to the show, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I like that idea of they get to know us as people, things like that. And I like knowing that about the hosts I listen to.
1: It still catches me off guard sometimes whenever people actually listen to the podcast. And, like, I'll be talking to someone, I'll tell a story, like, yeah, I heard on your podcast. I'm like... I almost look at him like, you've been in my dreams. (laughs) That's
0: what it feels like. (laughs) Yeah, they went to Vegas with you in your dreams and they were in the pool party with me. Probably so. So for today, we're just doing a topic. We're doing a big topic. We are doing our 2021 recap. I feel like every year we've kind of had an episode at the end of the year that does sort of a recap of what's happened and also a look forward into the year to come. And I feel like this is the perfect time, namely because I realized today this is the last episode of the year. And so what better time to do it than the last episode of the year. This will come out the day after Christmas. Uh if you celebrate Christmas, I should say. So happy holidays to everyone. Hopefully you had an amazing holiday season with family and will continue through the new year and can start 2022 refreshed and healthy. Awesome. And awesome. And awesome. Healthy and awesome. Uh so, let's dive in here a little bit. Uh 2021 was a year of Craziness, definitely, but I feel like one thing we were able to pull away from is we had some personal and podcast achievements for this year. Uh, Haley, what's uh, what's one of our 2021 achievements that we had?
1: According to your handwriting, the uh, 100th Equisade. That's
0: episode. <laughs> Listen, we talked about this before the show of what everything was, and then I wrote it out to make us have a little outline so we know what order we're going in. And I told you what that was before we started recording. So, I don't know how
1: your Q looks like. Though. It's a P. It looks like an eight.
0: It's a P. <laughs> <laughs> episode. It looks
1: like the number eight.
0: Okay, that's fine. I have okay. weird.
1: But we had the 100th oh, episode where we had on Malt House Games number one fan, Allison, to talk about games, to talk about life, to try beer that she hated, and had a grand old time.
0: It was a good time. Based off of that, one of our other achievements was our first ever Patreon item shipped to patrons, and I'm actually using one right now. It is the Malthouse Game 100th Episode Beer Glass. Very, very happy with how these came out. Very happy that I was able to deliver these to people successfully, expensively, but successfully, and I'm glad people have enjoyed them. They are dishwasher safe if you're listening and have one. It's been nice.
1: At least it survived about eight or nine rounds in our
0: dishwasher. So, so far, so good. Their website says that it is, even though it is permanent, all printings like this do have an amount of life in a hot dishwasher like that. They said that it should survive around 200 washings. Oh, well, that's what's up. So if you, 200 plus. So if you hand wash it a few times, wouldn't be bad. Dishwashing, it kind of has a limited run, but I feel like that's just all glasses like this. And
1: so on top of the 100th episode, Delty, what did we have this year? I don't know. Oh. Am I, am I reading off all the achievements?
0: I have two and you have three. We're oh. alternating. You said 100th episode. I did first Patreon oh. item. You do your second.
1: Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> this is how we have an...
0: Out- no, okay, <laughs> I'm going to explain this. Normally, we never do an outline.
1: Right. We just- come
0: in blind. We just have, hey, here's our topic. Here's our question. Let's go. And we just talk. This time I wanted to have an outline, so this was organized and clean and simple.
1: (laughs) Remember the last time we did an outline, we ended up scrapping the first two episodes of the podcast.
0: Oh, yes, we did.
1: So, yeah. Remember that 100th episode when we listened to a bit of that? Let's let's go go back to our roots. So, we also launched our merch store. We launched the Malthouse Games yellow fanny pack.
0: We did. It is shop.malthousegames.com where you can buy t-shirts with our logo. A beer glass that has the logo full wrap around it, which I thought was cool. Fanny pack, some stickers. You can buy a hoodie, I think. Maybe. I don't remember if there's hoodies on there or not. No, there's not. Not yet. Yet. Not yet. Sneak peek to 2022. That's all through Teespring. That was an exciting launch. Uh, We also launched the website, MaltouseGames.com. It's been loading slowly for me lately. I think I've overloaded it with images that are too large and too high res. I don't really know on cell phones. You keep having to zoom out. It's a little weird, but I'm very happy that we got that done.
1: It's a work in progress. It is. And personally, I got to combine my two loves, my love of board gaming and my love of psychology. And I got to actually get paid to do a board game training for therapists, which was really fun.
0: So what exactly did that entail?
1: It entailed me not teaching the games. Of course. But basically, I talked about uh, different ways to use board games to teach coping skills, to build rapport with clients. I talked about evidence or research that suggests that different kinds of games can be helpful in facilitating different kinds of interventions. So how to use board games to help with depression through what we call behavior activation. How to use board games to help facilitate communication strategies. And so basically, how to take an intervention that is backed in research that actually helps people to learn a skill and how can you use board games to teach that. It was really fun, really rewarding, and I'm very glad I got to do it.
0: It's super cool, and I'm glad you did as well. I feel like that's uh, just something interesting and unique that not a lot of people get to do. So that's very cool. And I got paid for it. And you got paid for it, of course. Uh, So from here, I thought we could talk about some of our favorite gaming things uh, just for the fun of it so people can hear. So. Uh, I know this is probably feels a little oddly organized. It does to me, which is weird because I'm so used to just free-balling it, but...
1: <laughs> just free-balling Just free-balling
0: free it. it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite game of this past year? And I put Horrified because I've really enjoyed Horrified. I enjoy showing people Horrified and I just feel like Horrified hits all these boxes for me in a fun way.
1: Yeah, and when we play Horrified, like... I know you've talked about it when we, re- we reviewed it, but it's a game that's easy to learn, easy to teach. It's really fun and engaging for a lot of ages. Yeah. And I, I feel like that one's going to be a good holiday game too.
0: It, it'll definitely be a good game that I think will be on a lot of Christmas lists.
1: And so for me, it's been, so it's not really a game, but it is a game. So we've been playing a, a role-playing game with Brian and our friend Dakota. And it, was originally Talisman, but it's been kind of morphed into what we call the night game now. And I love this game. Brian is our dungeon master, our DM. He's the one who's been creating these adventures for us. But I'll never forget. I I think I'll remember this for as long as I live. We are brand new. It's probably like our second time playing, so we're very low-level characters. And this big, badass, giant boss end of the uh, campaign guy comes out and says, Rawr, I'm, like, 12 foot tall, and I have this big shillelagh, and I have this big mace, and I'm terrifying. And that's supposed to be our final boss for the round, or for the day. And uh, I use one of my spells to naturalize his little mace. I hit a crit 20, naturalized it, turned it into, like, leaves and shit. And then I enchanted my shillelagh, another crit 20, hit him in the kneecap, destroyed him. Two two rolls.
0: Yeah, you basically brought him to his knees, took out his weapon, and then he was just done. He and was it, done, and he was the, he was the big bad of that session. Shillelagh to the kneecap. Yeah, it was pretty great.
1: It was really enjoyable. I'd do it again. One hundred percent would do it again. I don't know if I could roll two twenties in a row. Yeah, but I did. That's and it was okay.
0: One, we'll, we'll probably do it again sometime. Hopefully,
1: I really liked the last night game we played too, or I guess it was the time before last. Uh, Brian basically had us do a knight's tale. Style competition.
0: Yeah, we all had competitions to compete in and roll for.
1: And he had different competitions to choose from. And each of the competitions, like there's one competition that was basically made for each of us. Like Delton fought a bull. Yeah, I did the
0: bull wrestling.
1: Dakota did, was it jousting? No, it was. Dakota did archery. archery. And then I was supposed to choose something like jousting because my animal handling. But one of the uh contests was singing. And I was like, I'm going to choose that one. And like I'm this little gremlin-like creature who's been living, or I'm actually a human, but I've been raised by my grandfather in his hermitage for the last 30 years of my life and have no social skills. But I get up there, and I sing, and of course, I roll a 20, and I win.
0: You rolled very, very high.
1: I rolled very, very high. I am very proud of that. And we all won our competitions, but I won the singing competition. I'm very proud of that.
0: That was a very fun time, just like imagining all that kind of stuff. It was very Knight's Mm Tale-esque. So the next thing I have on the list is what was our favorite beer of the year? That's a very difficult question because of how many beers we have in a year. (laughs) Like with the podcast, I should say, because we have beers outside the podcast. Right. But we also have, you know, at least one every podcast, generally two. Right. So that's a lot of beers to go through in a year. But the one I have marked as my favorite, I don't even know if it was on the podcast, was from Odell Brewing Co. out of Fort Collins. It was their 180 shilling. It was a special beer. It was like a 2019 or 2018 release. Absolutely phenomenal beer, and I want more.
1: Where did you have that?
0: It was here in the house. We had purchased it from uh, Grand Cru. Ah, that's right. The the, the best beer selection in the state, I think, possibly.
1: Here's a follow-up question to that. Okay. What's your favorite beer memory this year?
0: Favorite beer memory? Yes. Oh, that's a really tough one. I don't know, because most of our beer consumption is... On the podcast, we usually have a beer, and then, like a game night, we'll have a beer or two. But that's really generally it. um I don't know, I'm not sure. I guess it would just be the last uh when we had a big game night at Brian's house and played wavelength and things like that, just had a few beers. It was just fun. It was a nice time relaxing with some drinks and friends and enjoying it.
1: That was a nice night it was. For me, it was whenever we camped out at Elk Valley Brewing all day, waiting for that food truck to come in from Houston. And
0: oh And the food truck yeah. was like
1: three hours late, and so we just kept drinking beer and drinking beer and drinking beer, and then we had to like sit and eat for a couple hours where you can think about leaving.
0: We got one of everything from this vegan food truck and devoured it.
1: Oh my god, it was amazing! Well worth the wait. Well worth.
0: It was. It was really good. Houston. Yeah. It was very good.
1: But as for beer, my favorite is of course a tupp's beer. Yep. I've been obsessed with the brewery Tup's out of Texas this year, and my favorite beer of the year is Tup's Dive Bar, which is a stout. It is chocolate and coffee in a can. It is hella stout. It puts the stout in stout, and it is delicious, drinkable, and in a cute little purple can.
0: It was very, very good. I remember that. Tup's has got a lot of good stuff.
1: I think I bought that one a couple of times since I've had it on the podcast.
0: I think you have. We've bought that a couple of times, and Neon Shades. They're sour a few times. Uh, The next thing I have on the list is what game is new to you this year that was your favorite? Now, I already said Horrified, which was technically new. And you said Night Game, which is also kind of new. But I still wanted to go with something else that was new to me that I keep thinking about. And I want to play Maracaibo again. It's the Alexander Pfister game. I really enjoyed the play of it. It clicked with me. I think the game's neat. I would love to buy... The, I can't think of what the expansion's called, if it's like Uprising or something like that. I would like to buy it, add it to it, and then play it again because I really, really enjoyed that game. What about you?
1: I really liked Nice Buns for multiple reasons. Uh, One, we played it with our friends, and it was very nice to uh, be 13 year olds and say Nice Buns constantly. But, too, it's a really short, simple, fun game. There are some player interactions, some traders, some dealing, if you believe in yourself. But, really, it's it's a simple game It's a, where you're collecting little steam buns to make little sets to have nice little bento box meals. And I feel like this will be a really fun one to break out at parties, to break out at Christmas. It's adorable.
0: It's just easy and simple.
1: Plus, it's fun to say nice buns.
0: It is fun to say nice buns. Not quite as fun as to say uh, bag of butts.
1: Bag of butts is another fun one. You want to talk about that one again?
0: I'm just Tyler saying he's going to put it in the butt. And that was, he kept messing that up. Instead of put it in the bag, it was put it in the butt. And it was just so funny every time. That's all. Just super goofy, childish humor. I love it.
1: And so, Pooh, I want to ask you, of 2021, what was your favorite gaming moment?
0: I think we're going to share the same thing here. Actually, I know we share the same thing here because it was playing Taboo from 1 until 4 in the morning at BGG Con with Alan and Tyler. Because all we did all night was go through 500 Taboo cards just giving clues and playing and having fun.
1: I don't remember the last time I stayed up past 2 a.m. Aside from that night. Yeah. It was staying up until 4 a.m., going through those cards, taking turns, giving clues, running off a very little sleep and a whole bunch of crackers. It was a wonderful night.
0: That's because the next day was the day we all had to leave. It was just sad. It was like, we don't want to leave. We want to keep hanging out with our friends we never get to see.
1: It felt like if we never went to sleep, the day would never end.
0: It basically did. Yeah, that was the second time this year I stayed up till 4 a.m. One of them is playing Taboo, and the other one was getting sucked into Deus Ex, Human Revolution, (laughs) playing all stinking night till like 4.30. But yeah, that was a great gaming moment, a great time with great friends. Really enjoyed that one.
1: But also great gaming moments was going to Oregon to see our friends, Nick and Jen.
0: 100%. Getting to see Nick and Jen and meet Mark and Sarah and John as well, that we got to meet Jonathan. That was a very great time as well. Like we just had so many good times this year for being such a, the year that 2021 was.
1: Yeah. You know, and I feel like I know that, you know, a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows like do these recap episodes at the end of the year, but I feel like this was important. I mean, not, not, really just for the podcast but for us in general because you know 2021 was hard 2020 or i'm sorry 2020 was hard 2020 was a year of adaptation of having to uh relearn a lot of things sometimes relearn our professions sometimes start new ones having to adapt go through hardship and 2021 it just kind of felt like an extension of 2020 and it was it was hard at times to really see you know what did we do you know last year we adapted so much this year just felt like survival a lot of times. It did. And so you're just kind of surviving. You're trying to get through. And so, you know, when Delton first pitched this uh, topic for this episode, you know, talking about reflection questions, you know, at lunchtime today, I had to sit and think for a while. I was like, I don't really think this year was that stellar. It didn't feel like it.
0: No, not at all.
1: And so I was kind of feeling bummed before this, but then Delton started to write out the questions, like what was your favorite game? What were your favorite experiences? And once I sat and like reflected on this year, I realized that I had a very good year. I was very grateful for this year. Not only did I get to travel and see friends, we were vaccinated motivated, but I got to see friends. I got to play some wonderful games and I got to have some really great experiences. I got to accomplish a lot. You know, it's it's very different than I thought 2020, 2021 would go if you would have asked me in 2019 what I think my years would look like. But it wasn't, I think it's I think it's easy to you know, look back and look at oh what sucks what we didn't get to do. But like sitting and reflecting on the things that I got to do and got to accomplish and got to see, it was really good. And so it felt really nice. I felt better after sitting down and Delton made these pod these uh little note cards for us. It felt a lot better. I was like, oh my gosh, I can go into this with a positive attitude. I can go into this knowing that I had a good year and it makes me more excited for twenty twenty two.
0: It really this year has given me, I have two main points to make here. One is it not only did we have great times getting to see our friends in Oregon, getting to see our friends at BGG con, things like that. Right. But it's really made it that every chance we get to do something like that now feels more important. We cherish that more because, you know, you go back and look at 2019 in 2019, we had cabin con early in the year. We had BGG con, we had gen con, we had token con we had all these conventions and they were all great and seeing our friends was all great but it was something that we were just doing because we wanted to go we did it we had fun Uh, but we could have done that every year constantly and sometimes it was sort of stressful even though we were excited but this year those things weren't stressful those things were like this is a privilege that we get to do this i'm so thankful i get to do this and it made it feel more important It made it feel like something to really focus on and cherish those friendships and those moments and those memories because, you know, so much has happened and thank goodness we came out healthy and unscathed. It's not everybody can do that after these past two years. So it it really felt like something we had to be thankful for.
1: Yeah, because we've, we've lost a lot. You know, there's been a lot of, I mean, for us personally, you know, we were grateful we were able to keep our jobs. It was still hard at times. You know, we experienced death. We experienced hardship over the last couple of years. And, you know, like what Delton said, it's it's made us really cherish the opportunities that we get. Like going to Oregon to Gen Con. That was just five days of pure unbridled joy. Right. Going to BGG Con. So much joy, just pure joy for four days. Just excitement and happiness. And you're right, Del. I really feel like we were able to appreciate the opportunities that we had and really just experience happiness in the moment. We weren't worried about, you know, I don't know, a lot of the anxieties you typically have about cons or a lot of the worries you have meeting new people. I I feel like they weren't there as great. We were just really excited and grateful to be there.
0: Oh, definitely. And then my second point is even coming off of that, a, a positive take, a positive spin, a positive outlook here, is it kind of feels like a bit of a reset because it's, I don't have this expectation of, I have to go to all the cons. I have to meet all the people. I have to do all the things. I now get to come at it with the experience of doing that for several years. And then the experience of truly cherishing the moments I get with my friends and going into this next year and the years after saying, what, why am I going to these conventions? Am I just going to buy board games? Like, where can I meet my friends? How can I see them? How can I cherish every convention from here on forward? And how can I limit the conventions I go to, to make sure I'm doing it for the reasons I should not saying you shouldn't go to just buy, but personally here, it's our alignment of values. Exactly. And it's kind of given this year has given me a reset of if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to risk my health and safety by going out into the world, flying on a plane, taking a train, being around people, those moments have to mean something for me to do that. And I think this year has given me that understanding of what matters more. And like you said, it's realigning values. It's finding this is important to me. I'm going to do this because it's important, not because I feel the pressure to go as a board gamer, the pressure as a podcaster, the pressure as a person. I can do this because this is what I love and this is how I'm going to spend that time, making sure that I can have those experiences in the right way. So that's kind of a thing that I've taken away from this year.
1: I love that. It's not the valuing of content. It's not the valuing of you no know, views, even though we love views. It's not the valuing of what can I acquire or what can I post. It's I'm going because I get to see my friends and have a good time. And I, and I yeah. feel like that's really going to frame how we look at 2022. Because Delt and I were talking, and in our defense, the last two years have been kind of wonky. been in the global pandemic, which has kind of put a damper on some of the plans that we had yeah. for the podcast. Uh, I know excuses are like buttholes. Everybody has them, and we have them. So we haven't really met our goals for the last. We have year. not met
0: our goals for the past couple of years.
1: But I, I feel like what Dalton is saying, like this realignment of values, is kind of affecting how we're looking at twenty twenty two.
0: It absolutely is, which I understand your segue now is twenty twenty two is a new year. It's a new year for the podcast. It's a new year for us. It's a new year for you all as listeners. And you know, there's going to be things that you want from us, things that we want from us. And so we're excited for 2022. 2022 can bring all kinds of things. The main thing I'm hopeful for is potentially this pandemic getting under control a little bit more. You know, that's up in the air to, to, to science and vaccinations and masks and what's, what's going to happen from here on out. Who knows? I'm hopeful. That's how I have to be, is hopeful. But uh, in terms of plans for 2022, as of right now, uh, we're going to push forward, keeping going with the podcast. Uh, People tell me they like it. I enjoy that. They say some of our conversations are good. I enjoy that. Uh, So I don't see a reason to change anything major with the podcast right now. No reason for a revamp. We still have a cubic F-ton of games to cover on the podcast because, you know, we don't do a lot a year. We do, what, 26 episodes a year? Yeah. That's not a lot of games. And yeah, I still haven't covered all the games in my collection even. I'm just very particular. I'm trying to A new game here, an old game there, a big game here, a small game there. A cat game here, a commie game there. Exactly. Trying to do that. So plans for 2022 right now are just keep going, keep pushing forward, keep moving forward. And if something catches our eye or if we feel an impulse to do something to dig into that, dive into it, see what happens.
1: Yeah. and, And part of that is also inviting more folks to join us, too. We'd love to do some more interviews. We've already talked to... A few friends, a few folks that we've run into at conventions, a few people we play games with, and outside of the industry that we'd like to have on the podcast. And so we're yeah. hopefully going to have some more people on. You know, we've, we have really enjoyed having Ben on. We have enjoyed having Allison on and Alan, of course, and Brian. And so we'd like to have more of that, too.
0: Definitely. I've talked to several friends, like Haley said, friends we know from conventions as well. Uh, it's something we need to do at some point and 2022, why not? Let's make it the year of trying to progress further in that direction. I think that's a good way to do it. In terms of the podcast, that kind of sums up the plans for the podcast. Like I said, not a lot is going to be changing. However, we're still moving forward, continuing on with uh, not a reason to pause uh, that I can see in sight. But we've also had, as we've kind of spoken about here, uh, there's a lot of personal achievements I feel that we've accomplished, or at least uh, things with us personally that we've accomplished this year. So Haley, your big one that you talked about was your training that you got to do. Was there any other big personal accomplishments for this year aside from us both turning 30?
1: I picked up a paintbrush and I watched watercolor tutorials and I used to love art in high school and then I got out of it because college sucks all the joy out of you and I tried to pick it up again a couple of years ago and got really discouraged, but this year I was like, by God. I'm going to watch some dang YouTube tutorials, and I did, and I had a great time, and I made some pretty artwork, and that's going to segue into my 2022. I'm going to watch more YouTube tutorials to learn more watercolor and to learn how to box.
0: Uh, Chelsea Rebecca, which is the co-host of the Dead Meat podcast, uh, it's James A. Janice's uh, fiance. She has been t- doing uh, digital lessons for boxing. And it's like courses you buy. And I mean, you're just airboxing, but it's learning the form. It's following instructions. It's doing this and that. And she said that she loved it. And it felt like a way to take frustration out. And I was like, that might be something that you should look into at some point. My
1: therapist recommended some of those courses to me. Really? She does them too.
0: Oh, well, there you go. My therapist is cool. Maybe we should look into that sometime soon. Uh, In terms of my personal achievements, I have two big ones that I wanted to bring up. One is I had two vasectomies. Yay! Yay! More better news. The second one worked. Yay. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Yes. The second vasectomy took just fine. I don't think I ever announced that on the show because I think people are tired of hearing about my balls, (laughs) but uh, here we are. Uh, The second one took all that stuff is good. Uh, The the next thing that was a personal achievement of mine, and this has to do with something I think a lot of people discovered about themselves in 2021, which is uh, discovered the their own mental health i think is a way to put it whether it was good it was bad whether it wavered here and there you waxed and waned in things whatever it was uh i finally took the step to go get actually uh clinically diagnosed with ADHD so it's okay. official i do yes have ADHD i went to a psychiatry place here that does extensive uh drug test and not drug test, but blood work to make sure everything's good and they do all the this and that and they make sure everything's okay. Biopsychosocial assessment. Basically all of that kind of stuff. And uh at some point I'll start taking some medication here soon and we'll see how the ADHD does. So that's my own personal step toward the first ever thing I've ever done ever for my mental health. And I'm really Yay. proud
1: of you for that because I know that it can be very anxiety provoking to go.
0: Yes. You know my blood pressure says so.
1: Yeah, his blood pressure was super high right before your appointment,
0: right? When I went in my appointment, the first thing they do is take you back, and they take your blood pressure and give you a pulse oximeter. And then after that, they do your pee test. And they took me back, and they did my blood pressure, and it was like 170 over like 84, which is absurdly high. Um, That was high enough that there was no way they would prescribe medication. So they had to come back and test at the end of the session when I was more relaxed, and then I was at fine numbers, but... Uh, Yeah, that was like, oh, boy. And I was like, yeah, I'm real, I'm real nervous. Where's the pool party? That's what I wanted to. <laughs> it's, it's it's nerve-wracking, but yes.
1: But I'm really proud of you because it is, one, it's anxiety-provoking. And two, there is sometimes stigma about mental health, like getting a diagnosis. For sure. And so it, I'm really, really proud of you for taking the step, taking the initiative to make that appointment and to go. And, you know, because it is nerve, it can be nerve-wracking to hear the words you know i have adhd or to actually get a diagnosis or have medication prescribed to you or to have therapy um referred to you but i mean it's important it's it's all a part of self-care you know self-care can be having starbucks and buying board games it can also be you know taking steps towards your mental wellness or physical wellness and so i'm just really proud of you for doing that for yourself you know
0: hey thanks and for me because maybe i'll listen to you better
1: Oh, that, that, that that'll helpful, too.
0: I'll stop forgetting to do chores.
1: If I give him two-step directions, he'll remember both of them.
0: But if I give three-step directions, one of those is getting dropped. One of them, at least one. It's probably the middle one. Yeah. Statistically, it's the middle one. But anyway, that was a big thing for me. First time doing anything like that. It was nice to have validation and verification of assumptions, saying, hey, I think this is a thing. And Haley going, I bet I'm pretty sure you got this. I'm not a doctor but I think you got this and then me going to a doctor and they go, yeah, you got that. So that was nice. But those are the big two, I think, personal achievements this year. Um, the question is, what am I looking forward to and you looking forward to next year for personal achievements?
1: So I already said mine because I'm going to learn more watercolor and learn how to box. Right. Also, I am going to launch a something-something related to board games and therapy to be continued.
0: Yes, that'll be very awesome. Bought a we web domain. Will, we will announce it uh, whenever it gets to that point.
1: Yes, it is not to that point yet. Work in progress, bought the web domain, have momentum, need to continue to be continued. Delty Poo?
0: I don't know what my personal goals are going to be for next year. The problem is I tie a lot of my personal goals, things I've done into the podcast because this is stuff I work on. We're recording here. I'm going to be doing the editing, the posting, the this, the sharing, the social media, you know, all that kind of crap I have to put up with. So I tie that into my own personal stuff, but. Um, I'm really not sure. That's kind of a tough one. I don't know. That's really where I'm at. I don't know. DDP? (laughs) I guess start getting back in shape again and exercising and drop this COVID extra. It's just extra cuteness that you got. It's it's extra extra COVID weight. Uh, that's basically all I've got planned, I think. So, heck, play more games, really. That's what it comes down to. I got a big stack here of unplayed games on the floor and on the to-be-played shelf, and we need to get those taken care of. So we need to get after it.
1: I believe in us.
0: We can definitely do it. And we could do it with the help of some of our Patreon backers. <laughs> we can. So thank you to Allison, Allen, Jesse, Catherine, Jennifer, and Cliff for backing us all on Patreon at the level in which you get shouted out on the podcast. If you, yes you, listener, would like to be like them and support us monetarily in any amount you want, you can go to patreon.com slash games. And check out our uh, different levels one, three, five, seven, and $10 a month. We also have a Ko fi that's ko fi.com. If you just want to do a small one time donation for any reason whatsoever, all of that money goes toward the podcast. None of it goes into our pockets, it helps upgrade podcasts. I have been complaining about these for a while. I need new freaking cables for the podcast. I keep getting noise, things like that. We got Haley a new microphone. I would like to upgrade mine to a higher. Quality microphone, so it, it's all it's all content related. Those uh, funds go toward content,
1: and our Patreon backers will also be getting a card in the mail pretty soon. Yes,
0: yeah, so I'm hoping to send out some holiday cards to everybody. Uh, we will see if I can get that done. It's probably going to be after this holiday weekend, which honestly is better for probably most people. Um, and we're hoping to do more cool stuff. We did a beer glass this year for the hundredth episode, and I'm really excited to try to do more stuff next year, even if it's just something small. Uh, just something to show, you know, that we really appreciate support, whether it be through the Patreon or just tagging, sharing, liking, listening, all of that really means a lot to us.
1: I want some freaking stickers.
0: I do want to get stickers made, and that's part of it. As I just have to design something that's not just the logo. So we'll work on it.
1: Oh, yeah. Before we forget, we have a statement of the episode.
0: Yeah, Haley. instead of wanting to do a question of the episode, since we answered kind of a bunch of questions for this episode, she wanted to do a statement. Yes. For 2022.
1: For 2022. What's your statement? What is your mission statement for 2022?
0: Uh, My mission statement for 2022 is going to be enjoy. Just enjoy. I like that. That's all. I just want to enjoy.
1: Mine is more convoluted and stupid. Yep. But I love it. <laughs> it is, don't be bored unless games.
0: Don't be bored unless games.
1: Yeah. Unless games. But- Not- and less, unless, yeah, unless games, unless games, and
0: that's b o a r d. Don't be bored unless it's, games. Is
1: it's it's a it's a double entendre? Could be either.
0: Wait, so if but if it's bored like board games, then it's don't be bored unless games, which makes sense because then board games. But if it's bored, don't be bored unless games. But that kind of implies that games are boring. Is that what you mean? Games are not boring. Oh, I'm confused. Okay i think i need to scrap that so i like i like board unless games if it's b-o-a-r-d
1: yes yeah, so well that's what i meant but yeah.
0: b-o-r-e-d when you were like yeah that that lost okay. me
1: okay let me let me think of another one hold on hold on <laughs> how about okay mine for the 2022 is enjoy
0: wow okay <laughs> all right you can leave now thanks
1: All right, because that's the end of the episode. What
0: what a freaking jerk. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in to the Moth House Games podcast, episode number 108. We, oh, go ahead. Thanks for putting up with this wonky-ass episode. This is a wonky (laughs) episode, but thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. Thank you for your continual support and listening, listenership, liking, sharing, tweeting, interacting, emailing, Twitch, playing, whatever else. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for sticking with us through 2020 and 2021. In the beginning of all the pandemic, the numbers dropped strongly, which I understood because I also stopped listening to podcasts when I wasn't driving to work every single day. But they have come back up, and they're doing pretty darn good depending on the game of the episode. So thank you for your continual support. Uh, We hope all of you have an absolutely wonderful holiday and new year. Hopefully you remain healthy, happy, and full and i was gonna say saturated i guess i should say satiated in your love and caring around the holiday season or saturated just soak it all up Wait, I, I do not look saturated you see how pale i am <laughs> uh yes continue into 2022 <laughs> <What>? <laughs> continue into 2022 happily and healthily and hopefully we will see you all at the beginning of the new year don't
1: forget that at Malthouse games and don't geek forget to, <laughs> don't forget to
0: follow us on social media at malthouse games m-a-l-t-h-a-u-s games you can find me personally at delton brack d-e-l-t-o-n-b-r-a-c-k you can find Haley at
1: s-q-u-i-r-r-e-l-y-g-e-e-k that is
0: at Squirrelly geek if you have a game you want us to talk about a topic to cover a question to answer send an email contact at malthousegames.com you can also message us on all our social media and just keep an eye out for any announcements and posts there.
1: And so Ooh. we will never do a script again. We will never also <laughs> go off of our our bullet points. D-
0: did you like how fast I did that? That, just, was,
1: that was super fast.
0: To me, it sounded sped up, but that was just me talking quickly because I do that constantly. I'm on the impressed. Show. You should be impressed. Thank you. Hopefully you're <laughs> an impressed, listener, and hopefully you will remain impressed into next year. Thank you so much. Until next time, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. We'll see you folks next year. Goodbye. Bye.